Welcome back to Fish Recaps. I'm Justin Bruce. Episode 6 takes us back to 1999's Fall Tour. Night 1 in Uniondale, New York on October 7th. After a hot start to Fall Tour in the Pacific Northwest and several solid shows between Southern California and the Desert Southwest, things cooled just a little bit as the band chugged across the South and up through the Midwest. Fish finished Fall 99 on a pretty strong note, though, with back-to-back-to-back-to-back solid gigs in Uniondale and Albany to wrap tour. Today on Fish Recaps, we're going to mix things up by having a guest host. Brian Weinstein has a great fish podcast called Attendance Bias. I'm going to appear on an episode covering July 7th, 2000 at Star Lake, which was my second fish show. Once a late 1.0 noob, always a late 1.0 noob. I try to persuade Brian to check out more 2000-era shows, even if the rumor of Big Shed odds being a little boomy have some partial truth from time to time. Let's hand the mic over to Brian and hear his fish recap of October 7, 1999 at Nassau Coliseum. Stick around after the fact for my thoughts on where this show ranks relative to the rest of Fall Tour and to hear more about Brian's Attendance Bias podcast. NICU kicks off the first of two nights at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum, but things really pick up with my soul. This song was so common to a fault in the late 90s, but this one didn't pack any surprises. It still brought the energy level up in the old hockey barn. Paige and Trey both took the opportunity to shine. Dirt gives everybody about five minutes to catch their breath before a 17-minute David Bowie almost steals the show just three songs in. Beginning with its usual cool, soft rhythm, the jam is mostly led by Paige and Mike, but then Trey slowly rises above the waterline to join the fellas with some jazzy licks. The whole thing overall was very calm and collected, tentative and bass-heavy, After a minute, you think that this could be the background music for a tension-filled spy movie. The dynamics build very slowly and surely before the usual thrilling Bowie peak. It may not be anything like Summer 94, the golden age of David Bowie's, but it's perfect for the band to show the crowd so early in the show that they came to play.
Funky says is a clear nod to the song's debut 18 months earlier during the Island Tour at Nassau. Then it's followed up with an energetic possum that even features throwback creativity during the introduction, something that's been lacking in most 3.0 versions. Also throwback is the guitar and piano driven jam toward the end. Chill things out again, Fish calls on the Los Lobos ballad when the circus comes to town, which I could hear at every single show and still be happy. An all-too-common for 1999, Gata Jabu introduces the New York area to the still-new song before the nearly 90-minute set closes with a 17-minute fluffhead. This fluffhead nearly blows the roof off the Islanders' home territory. Set 2 begins with a groovy, if, you know, unremarkable boogie on reggae woman. It's pretty interesting under the research that the Stevie Wonder tune never opened a second set before this fall 1999 tour, yet it opened the second set four out of the eight times it was played in 1999. An obligatory Heavy Things follows up, it is fall 99 after all, and then things get nice and interesting with Tube. This is still a time when Tube could really bust out of the box, and Fish does a lot with it in a short seven minutes. They're done with the lyrics in 50 seconds, that's 5-0. Trey is not yet ready to let go of the wah-wah pedal that made 1997 Tube some of the all-time best. Soon the rest of the band catches on, and they're somewhat in between rhythm games and stop-start jamming. Trey steps back to the rhythm roll, and he's barely audible at times, while Paige takes over mightily on the clavinet. Fishman and Mike hold things down hard and steady. At about 2 minutes and 50 seconds, Fishman makes really a tasteful choice to remove the snare drum entirely, 
he glues the song together with the funky interplay between his hi-hat and the bass drum. Four on the floor for Fish. Once he joins back in, Trey uses this musical cue as a permission slip to take over with searing guitar licks. supports it all really nicely on the piano and organ simultaneously before the band transitions to the blues section and quickly ends this incredible micro jam. A breather is then needed, of course, and the band calls on the new kid on the block, back on the train. The farmhouse tune already earned its place on the 1999 summer tour, and it was frequently played on this fall tour. The band is obviously super comfortable with the song to the point where the beginning of this version is played at almost half speed before it reaches its usual tempo. Trey begins it very super slow, but you can hear on the recording that, well, Mike says no and speeds it up. fun begins as we round the corner about halfway through the set. The band calls on Old Reliable, Mike's song. A huge tentpole of this tour, this version of Mike's goes deep and it goes dark. The jam begins with the obvious bass line and Paige takes over with an almost Egyptian sounding melody on the organ. Paige is the master of ceremonies at the beginning of this Mike's. He takes it into minor keys while Mike himself plays a minimalist bass line. Trey cuts out altogether while Fishman keeps up his one-on-one relationship with his hi-hat. Is it long before Trey walks over to his mini keyboard rig from 1999, and then he plays a proto-plinko jam? It's almost as if Paige takes a back seat to give Trey the space on his little Fisher-Price keyboard. But Paige can't hold back for long, and his organ playing begins to creep in again, like fog on little cat feet.
it's time, Trey comes back in and unleashes the hounds. Swirling with atmospheric and amelodic guitar lines, the band is in full 1999 form, teasing the droney and ambient sound that would take over the band's main motif a few months later. Things become a little more grounded for about two minutes before everyone completely drops out of the jam, and it actually resembles the hi-hat section of You Enjoy Myself more than anything else, certainly more than Mike's song. From These Ashes rises McGrupp, and boy, this may be the best version of the song ever played. I'm fully aware of what I'm saying. Mike is not as forward as he usually is during the jam segment of this McGrupp. Page provides a sedate, but also a graceful solo that goes for about three minutes. Trey joins in with tasteful and subtle background accents. It almost sounds like the band is going to fade out completely under Page, as if it were the squirming coil. But they don't. finds a landing pad in Prince Caspian. Not quite my favorite song, not my choice, but we all did need to catch our breath yet again from that superlative McGrupp. Nevertheless, Trey shows off his delay pedals and his shredding toward the end of the Billy Breathes track. From here, the set rounds the corner through Golgi Apparatus and then a better than average Weekapog to close the mic song from earlier. isn't over quite yet. The encore begins with a typical rocky top, but the end of the song doesn't just stop. There's a clear feedback loop that keeps things going before Fishman plays a soft but familiar drum beat. Before long, it's obvious that they're playing I Am Hydrogen. the first time Hydrogen has been played outside Mike's Groove since Halloween 1987. Check that. 1,190 shows. 
The crowd acknowledges this rare occasion with a nice roar, and then they become absolutely silent while the band completes the serene tune. To wrap everything up, a classic Julius swings the audience back to their happy place. Trey tells us he's excited to see us the next night, and we all leave with our big smiles on. Thanks to Brian Weinstein of the Attendance Bias Podcast for that great recap of October 7th, 1999 in Uniondale, New York. Brian's active on Twitter, at Attendance Bias. Check him out. Subscribe to his podcast. As the name suggests, his show typically features someone talking about a fish gig they attended and loved, even if it's not a universally acclaimed show, like I will do with 772000. He also does many episodes where he breaks down singular fish jams that he loves, which I've found to be both in-depth and enlightening. Now, when I listened to all 113 fish shows from 1999 through 2000, I used a Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3, Tier 4 ranking system. Tier 1 is a great show, and as we discussed in Episode 4, Fall 99 started off with Tier 1 shows in Vancouver and Portland and Boise. Tier 2, to me is a very good show. Half of Fall 99's 24 shows fall into this Tier 2 category, including Brian's choice, October 7th. The other nine Fall 99 gigs fall into Tier 3, a.k.a. a good show. And I actually didn't rank any of Fall 99 as Tier 4, which is just an okay fish show. It does happen every once in a while. As I've said before, the boys were humming along pretty reliably as they prepared to ring in Y2K at Big Cypress from midnight to sunrise. I sure hope Brian's recap of October 7th, 1999 will make you want to spend more time with the show and with Fall 99 in general. Thanks to the Relisten app for easy access to these shows. Thanks to the website fishinfish.in for making these recordings easily available for download. And of course, thanks to Fish for letting tapers tape. Thank you for listening to Fish Recaps. 